you have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. And what God is doing. Oh, I rejoice to see the goodness of God in the earth realm. I rejoice every morning. It's a new day to rejoice and to give thanks unto the Lord. David has the secret. Of, and the secret of David's success was, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures to all generations. Now, we need to get up in the morning and give thanks to God, for he is good. good. And not listen to all the bad news that the devil throw away. We got to listen to his news. God is good. good. So let's give thanks unto the Lord when on this Tuesday morning. Let's rise up and give thanks. Give God, like we would say, give, give me a shout out. No, give <laughs> God a big shout out. <laughs> All this week, we're talking about the laws of advancement. So there's four that Pastor Beckford will be bringing forth. And this week specifically, we are focusing on the law of fruitfulness. We are called to be fruitful and to multiply. So we are to be today, this day, be fruitful and multiply. So we left off yesterday in John chapter 15, and we read verses 1 through on yesterday. So we're going to go back to verse 3 where Jesus tells us, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So it's clearly stated we are already clean. Why? Because of the word which I have spoken unto you. We are clean because of the word. We receive Jesus Christ's righteousness, not any righteousness of our own, but we receive his righteousness and we receive it through the word. We hear the word, we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth, and we are cleansed. So you are already clean on this morning. Why? Because of the word. Not because you took a shower with some good smelling body wash, but because of the word. Yes. The word make us clean. We, the Bible talk about the word. The word is like what? Water. Mm-hmm. It, it symbolically. It's a, give us because we understand what water does. Water made clean. So the, it compare that. The, the word is like water. And the Bible says by the washing mm-hmm. of water by the word. So the word cleanse us. The word clean us. When we apply water to our hands that was dirty, it becomes clean. When we apply the word to our life, our life become clean. And that's what Jesus says. We are cleansed by the word. We are made clean by the word. My thinking is changed by the word. Now, if I change the way I think, I will change the way I live. And the only way I can change the way I think is to use the word of God to override my own thoughts. Because Isaiah says, My ways are not your ways, says God. My thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. Why? Because they are clean. They are better. They are higher. They are supreme. So uh, so when I go into the Word 
it's it it takes precedent over my thoughts and over my ways. And that's found in Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty six. Says that he might sanctify and yeah. cleanse her with the washing of the word of water by, by the, the word, word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. So that sanctification, that cleansing comes from the washing of water by the word. And give, give this scripture again that. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 26 and 27. Yes. So the word act Mm -hmm. like water. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were saying. When you, that's why Jesus says, Mm -hmm. if you abide in the word, Mm -hmm. and my word abide Mm -hmm. in you, then you are clean. Because you can't have the word and not made clean. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the more of the water of the word that goes in, it pushes everything out. And I've done the illustration um, before in the youth group setting. If you have a glass, it doesn't matter what's in it. You can have brightest of the bright Kool-Aid in it. If you begin to pour from a pitcher of clear water into that cup and you continue to pour, it won't take but a few seconds until you have clear, clean water in that cup it's pushed out all the kool-aid it's pushed out all the residue of the color that was there and it's pure water so you could that's a good illustration to do as you sit down um with your family and you study the bible together you put a cup any kind of stuff so you put some juice in there some kool-aid whatever something of color then when you continually pour that clean clear fresh water into it every other thing that's in there is going to push out it purifies and all you have then there is the purity of the word so that's why we have to meditate on the word you have to be filling your mind with the word because when the when the enemy comes with his attacks with his trickery with his darts your mind has to be full of the word in order to quickly reject those thoughts that you know are not of god so we don't allow them to simmer in our mind so when you're full, when the word is there, when you're full of the word, you've meditated on the word, you see yourself in the word, it's very hard to be manipulated. And Paul said it too. He said, do not be deceived by the simplicity that is in Christ. And Pastor Beckford was just talking about this earlier on today, that Jesus's teaching is simple, doesn't need to be interpreted. He interpreted it. He explains it. He says something in a way to relate to the people, things that they naturally understand, and he gives the spiritual component of it. He gives the comparison so that they have something in order to build off of it. We learn our workbench of our mind is when we get new information, we have to attach it to something that we already know. And this is proven. I went to school for education. And it talks about the mind being a workbench. Anytime new information is presented, it has to attach itself to something that's already there. Otherwise, it's going to be forgotten. Like they say, in one ear and out the other, (laughs) if it doesn't attach to something that we already know. So Jesus, he is the master teacher here, and he gives them something they know that they could attach the spiritual principle to. And when the disciples come and the disciples say, well, hey, we didn't really understand what you said, he always explained it. And it's all right there in the Gospels, the explanation of such. You know, Pastor had brought out that the 
the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, some of that stuff is, has to be interpreted, and it comes forth in different times where people have the revelation of it because of what's going on with the times. But Jesus' teaching is simple. He repeats the same thing. He makes sure that we get the principle. He connects it to something. So we have no excuse on not to do it because it's plain. Yes. And let's look as we continue this week what a fruitful life look like, a life of productivity from Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Be fruitful and multiply. And now Jesus tells us what that fruitful life looked like, what it looked like. In, in verse 5 of John chapter 15, we, we have been studying John chapter 15 and in connection with uh, Genesis chapter 1, 28, and Genesis chapter 9, verse 7. So you have to tie them together, all right? Look at verse 5. I am the vine. Again, Jesus repeat, making sure if you miss it in, in verse 1. In verse 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine. I'm not the false vine. He makes sure. <laughs> I am the true vine. There may be many vines, but he says, I am the true one. All right? And then in verse 5, he said, he goes back and make emphasis again, Diane. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. How cool that is. Again, Jesus stated his position. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Okay? And since you are the branches, you abide in me. You abide in me and I in you. Now, since that relationship is built, then what? You bear fruit. Mm -hmm. So let's read it. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears what? Much fruit. For without me, you cannot do nothing. That verse 5. So, in order to fulfill the command of God in Genesis chapter 1 to be fruitful, we must live to the word of God. We must abide in the word. We must attach to Jesus Christ. Without him, you cannot live your life outside of Jesus Christ and fulfill the command in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. As simple as that. You cannot. It, because it is there. We can see it. You put them together. And you see clearly that in order for us to fulfill that command, we have to connect to Jesus Christ. Yeah, Because he is the one that bears the, the fruit. fruit. So we have to be attached to the fruit bearer. Yes. The one who bears the fruit. So when we are doing the command of God, because sometimes we think, oh, the commands of God are, are all the knots. Don't yeah, do this. Don't yeah. do this. Don't do that. But the very first command was to be, be fruitful, fruitful. and multiply. Right. So if we're focusing our time on being fruitful and multiplying, when we're doing the do's, we don't have time for the don'ts. When we're doing the do's, we don't have time for the don'ts. So if we're focused on living a life of fruitfulness, then it's going to be obvious that we wouldn't want to do anything to jeopardize our fruitfulness or to decrease our harvest when we are being 
fruitful. When our mind is focused and we're meditating on the things of God, we're building the things of God, then we would not want to at the same time be destroying the things of God by doing all those not, not, not commands. When we're being fruitful, Fruitful. when we're doing the do's, we don't have to worry about the don'ts. And in John chapter 15, verse 8, he says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So we are bringing glory unto God. When fruit is being bore in our life, we are bringing glory unto God. Verse 9, he says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Verse 10, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So when we're doing the things of God, we are operating in love. When we are showing love unto one another, when we are operating in our gifting that is helping other people and bringing advancement unto other people because we are in position to do, bringing forth the full vision, the picture of heaven and earth. When we're doing those things, it brings forth joy. It brings forth love. Verse 11, he says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. So operating in our gifting, operating in our purpose, being fruitful, that brings forth joy, and it brings forth pleasure unto God. He gets the glory in those things. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard in Coco. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Make your day count. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Esposito here from 91.5 FM WMIE. I want to reach out to to all Christian business owners. You've heard some of the spots here before. They are uh, Christian business owners. They're not commercials because we have a non we have a non commercial license. We cannot have commercials even if we wanted to, but we can have corporate sponsors or underwriters. Maybe you've heard it. Heard it called them before. Now, if you are a Christian business owner, what a great way to help us raise a lot of money in a short period of time. That's $200 a month. And we are a 501c3 corporation. All of your giving is tax deductible coming up here at the end 